Hey kid, nice ride. Can you race it? <laughs> we'll see about that. Hello and welcome to Good Boys Gone Bland, Season 9, Episode 5, Christine. I'm your co-host, Denali. I'm your co-host, Ryan. It's me, Jace. <laughs> Jace is holding a uh, dangerous weapon oh, right now. Jace, oh, take Jace, it easy, man. man it. Chill out, man. That's my lunch, man. It's my lunch. They're going to do a scene. They're going to do a scene. What are you talking about, man? My mom made that. Uh, I'm like this because I don't have a positive family structure at home. Ugh, hey, stab. I'm a teacher. I'm coming in here. Hey, you got a knife, kid? No. Oh, come here, you kid. I'm going to start strangling you for some reason because <laughs> it's the 80s. We're now just reenacting. <laughs> that was good, guys. That was a good scene. scene for the movie. And scene, um, we have a guest today. Guess what did you think of that scene? Just uh, seeing it reenacted live. I, I thought it was great. I thought, it was, thought better it was than better than the movie somehow. Uh, but they thank didn't you. end the scene by saying, I'll fix you really loud and then slapping a door. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any notes for us individually? How, any notes for me about like how good I did, how well it was executed? Oh, yes. I think you did the best, actually. Thank you. Excellent. Yeah. That's what I needed, folks. Folks, I, needed, I like this guest. I needed more, uh, uh, more knife work from Jace. Otherwise, he would have had it, I think. Oh, shit. More knife work. Yeah, we'll release the, uh, the video version of this episode in a couple weeks so people can see the knife work. Um, guest, what is your, what is your name, Guest? <laughs> Identify yourself. My name is Guest. Guest 37. Whoa, no, uh, my name's Trevor. How's it going? Hi, Trevor. It's it's great to have you. Um, Trevor, you are actually loosely related to, uh, I guess, relate, related to a guest that we had before. You are the brother-in-law of Ryan Ball, who is cool. not this Ryan on the show. Uh, you folks, listen to Geostorm if you want to... I'm Ryan Tuball. Hear the other, <laughs> the other riot. Uh, but Trevor, we're we're so glad to have you. I've uh, I was we were talking a little off mic. Like, are you familiar with our show? How big of a fan are you? Uh, uh, what's your? <laughs> I'm the biggest fan, obviously. The right. number one fan. Yeah, well, you uh, might we, have to fight Kaimi for that. Yeah, so we, I'll in, fight to in the death. In retrospect, I should not have coached you to say that. Uh, <laughs> is there a like? I always try, like to ask fans of the show. Uh, is there like a season you'd like to see? Like, is there like a movie you'd like us to ever review? Some people are like, oh, I want them to review like UFO movies or or movies with Adam Sandler. Like, is there is there a, a season you'd like us to do? Or I mean, we we would ha we could have you on for any of these movies too. I mean, my my first thought, my immediate yeah. okay. thought was Great. Uh, the movie Shoot 'Em Up with Clive Owen, and I just want <laughs> to hear hear you guys talk about it. Oh I my think. god! I forgot about that movie. The um, he sticks a carrot in a gun and and it it, it shoots around the the room. Right? Wasn't that a whole? Oh, scene there, I mean, there's a lot of carrot play um, involved <laughs> okay. in the first yeah. ten minutes. Every scene's amazing. It's it's just a great movie. I think doing a Clive Owen season would be on brand uh, for Good Boys Gone Bland. It's like an actor where you're like. A Clive Owen marathon? <laughs> like, yeah. oh, cool, I guess. There's Who's enough that? of a pool to, to have some variety, too. Yeah, Children of Men. Um, I can't think of another Clive Owen movie. I don't know who Clive Owen is. He's, in He's a great actor. Right now. <laughs> He's a great we had actor. Knock -off, we had knockoff Clive Owen last week in Gone in 60 Seconds with Vinnie Jones. 
Which one was Vinny Jones? The guy, the guy who looks like Clive Owen. The oh. guy who didn't talk. But who's Clive Owen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that, he does look like Clive Owen. Uh, great. Well, Trevor, you stumbled on the car season. Right now, I think we only have like an episode out um, at the moment. So you're at a bit of a disadvantage. Uh, Jace, Ryan, and I are kind of five movies in to this like car marathon. <laughs> but I kind of wanted to get your... Car marathon, yes. Um, race, car race. <laughs> great analogy. I wanted to get your barometer, a carometer. Uh, about cars like do you like cars do you own a car have you driven one i drive one uh extensively for work yes okay i i like my car what kind of ride you you riding oh right now it's a (laughs) 2022 honda accord boring hybrid (laughs) because i drive a lot and i don't want to pay for gas so often no that's great it's fine that's my first car though was a 92 subaru wagon it's my favorite car of all time that's awesome have you seen any car movies trevor like are you familiar kind of with the car genre like what do you think about car movies or like what makes them car movies like do you like seeing movies where people are driving around and racing so i, I didn't even realize that it was a genre before before this to be we honest. didn't either yeah <laughs> um i think my first big car movie was my dad was a huge fan of death race 2000 like the original oh, one. oh yeah and he showed that to me, and that was that was a wild ride. And then also, what was the what was the other one? Was it rat? Was it Rat Race? The original Rat Race? Rat Race. Oh. Are they in cars? Yeah, they I'm pretty sure they car. are. But yeah, I didn't even know it was a genre. Um, so this is kind of exciting for me. I'm I'm not very knowledgeable on cars at all. Uh, but this right. is a uh, it's it's kind of fun stepping into a realm I'm not super familiar with. I think if cars they go forwards, sometimes mm. backwards, sometimes, and there's a button you can press that has a little red cap on it you have to flip up and that makes the car go super fast everybody has those, one those are the yep, only two it. things you need to know about cars uh to go into a car movie season so so we're good are james are james bond movies considered car movies i would say those are this this is the discussion we had so okay. yeah. uh jace pitched movies with cars that's <laughs> with, diff- totally with different. memorable cars <laughs> and, totally it land, and it landed on car movies instead so we're gonna try to draw a distinction between car movies and movies with like memorable cars uh so i would james bond like the aston martins would be mm. definitely be memorable cars but there are maybe some more than others because of like the scenes with q but for me a car movie is one that is appeals to a certain type of person and james bond is not that person this is like a gearhead too british you know kind of like masculine guy who's like you can prove your worth behind the wheel and uh sounds like the guy from the art of racing in the rain that was a that was a car guy i'm that was totally a car guy but that was a car guy movie not a car movie we're talking about a stereotype because you don't have to be masculine to like cars you know anybody can like cars but these movies are are trying to just kind of appeal to that and we're trying to explore how do these movies appeal to car culture like what are they perpetuating (laughs) and what is it like to just watch a bunch of these in a row like is it going to go bland i is it going to affect us is it going to affect us can i can i can i say something yeah i have a youtube channel i like (laughs) called donut and they do car stuff this like kind of entry level kind of fun pop car stuff and i have found myself all day well into the night watching the car content again and i'm i find myself on auto trader just about every other day uh i don't know why and the only explanation i have is 
all these car movies. It's slowly taking over our minds. I'll, I'll tell you, I don't want to spoil like this movie review yet, but like after watching this movie, I think the final key like went into place in my brain where I was driving my car and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm in a car. <laughs> like this, <laughs> this feels good. <laughs> you two are getting got milked by car movies. I'm getting got car. Yeah. Dog. yeah. Uh, but we are a marathon podcast that reviews 10 movies of a similar actor or subject. That's our whole deal. We'll review them until they're bland, okay? If. Uh, if if we'll they go see bland. If they be, we'll see that if they become bland. So this movie, no, no spoilers, features an evil car. I think people know this. It's on the cover. All right, this, this car is evil. It's evil as shit. It, it regenerates itself. That was in the trailers. No spoilers. But it's coming what? after people, okay? That was, a, that was a spoiler for me. I, I didn't watch the trailer. Nobody, who watches the tra- did Trevor, do you watch trailer trailers? Do you watch movie ago. trailers? I never watch trailers. You do? Do you Great. watch them before you watch a movie that's, like, old? When you, else are you going to? You know what? I'll take that back. Because we I do a bad movie night thing, like, once a month with, with some family members. And we definitely watch trailers to pick out which movie we're going to watch. Hmm. So I'll, okay. I'll, Thank I'll, you, yeah, I'll grant that. Yeah. Okay, we're 2v2. Yeah. Denali's right. <laughs> but, like, it got me thinking about evil cars, all right? They had to defeat an evil car. I was wondering if we can defeat an evil car better like how would we approach this problem because we are like one of the most advanced think tanks i think in the world we've created amazing solutions to like a lot of interplanetary problems i feel like we can crack this one uh no spoilers better than they did it in this movie i'd wily coyote it because i think the car's stupid and i'd paint a big tunnel behind me (laughs) and then i'd be like ah where would you go you would uh, dress up as a sexy car and kind of try to entice it towards you so it slams into a cliff e- uh, no i think i just dress up as me it seems like it's pretty willing where to... would you be though like where would you go when the car was coming at you well Jump out of the way it's yeah left or right it's a you know until the invention of drifting in as we now know historically <laughs> can't tokyo drift, drift. <laughs> cars, oh christine could drift we had our drifting drift. scene <laughs> We had a sliding scene. I, I'm, you know. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think Christine has a, doesn't have an e-brake. Um, I, I also like Trick It, Jace, because like you could like maybe leave a GPS in there, like your iPhone, and then make it go off a cliff or something, or like I'm thinking, into a volcano. I'm thinking ice. Ice? Go on a frozen lake. Okay. You're just delaying yes. the problem. We just got done talking about Michael Myers. It would go down okay, into the, right the no, bottom of the lake. Let him cook. Yeah, sorry, okay. sorry. And then so, it'd be stuck. And then they'd have to wait until a group of co-eds was going on a end-of-the-year trip to New York City and a boat and was dragging an anchor (laughs) and then accidentally resurrected it. And then the car would climb up the anchor chain and start killing all the uh, co-eds. I'd watch that sequel. Christine takes (laughs) my hand. So it would go into a thin area of ice because Christine can't tell. How, yeah. how thick ice we, is. But we are not heavy enough to break it. Mm. Okay, smart. I like it. I was also thinking maybe get the U.S. military involved. Uh, I'm sure they'll be real interested in a vehicle that can no regenerate way, itself. No way, dude. That's a, no way. It's a terrible idea. The, the amount they, of like butterfly effect that would have. What? <laughs> More evil vehicles? Giving the military like sentient tanks? This is They're the Emily Elizabeth conundrum all over again. You it's, can't uh, tell the government about Clifford. Trevor, yeah, we, know, we have a, a bit... Where uh, we believe that the U.S. military, if she knew that uh, Elizabeth's love from Clifford could make things grow to 50 times their normal size, they would capture her, put her in a room, and <laughs> make, love this tank. make her love military equipment to increase its size. 
I uh, I feel like I feel like that would definitely happen. Absolutely, yeah. I feel like they would put just Christine in a room and they would just try to like replicate this and make more cars evil. I don't think they'd do anything. I feel like they would contain it. No, they, no way, dude. They would kill, start killing people in cars. What? what they probably is it? unleash it on a on a political rival country. <laughs> just drop it in there. <laughs> like, all right, go wild, have fun. We have to topple the government of this nation. We're gonna send one car in. Um. Maybe we can convert Christine to a religion that she feels no longer the need to kill. Maybe if we showed her the light of God, maybe she'll <laughs> no longer feel like she needs to run people over. Have you On seen the- Arnie's parents, dude? She was already exposed to fundamentalist Christians. You think so? Maybe if you like read the Bible <laughs> in the, in the car. She just starts thrashing. <laughs> no! <laughs> Well, and did you guys did you guys look at any of the taglines for this movie that were oh, no. like on movie posters? Mm-mm. Hold on, can we guess? Hold on, can we guess? Yeah, please. This is um, gonna drive you nuts. Did anyone go nuts? Um, I think Arnie kind of went nuts. Yeah. yeah. Suck a tailpipe, <laughs> dude. Um, <laughs> that's so aggressive. <laughs> um, she's back and she's hungry for gas. That's I good. Like that. That's good. I like Ryan. that. Um, I like she's back. It was this is the 70s. A killer car. That they were simple back then. <laughs> you know? Lead poisoning. So well, okay. they, what are the lines? They have quite a few, but I'll just tell you my favorite one. It's okay. the one. It's very. It's short and sweet. It's body by Plymouth, soul by Satan. That's, wow. that's fucking good. Oh, that's it's slaps. solid. Huh? But this they have Stephen one that's King like a whole. Should write a book. They have one that's the whole ass like a whole ass paragraph. Okay. Also. Okay. A lot of one-liners, but anyway. What's the uh, what's the other taglines? Oh, geez. Okay, I'll just... You want me to run through them? Run through them. All right. She'll possess you, then destroy you. She's death on wheels. She's That's Christine. Uh, once she lures you behind her wheel, you're all hers. Uh, mm. Seductive, passionate, possessive. Say hello to Christine. Your girlfriend, the car. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> wow. They came right out and said it. Uh. <laughs> you can't... Stephen King was on such a hot streak at this point. They're making them into movies. Like, they're grabbing them right off the presses. When you read, like, the people who were producing this movie, all of them were like, killer car, stupid. They read the, they read the manuscript. They're like, this is amazing. Let's fucking make this. <laughs> what were you going to say, Jace? Does, um, insofar as us, I don't know if we've watched, we've watched a Stephen King movie before, The Tower. Yeah, yeah we have. <laughs> the dark that was great. <laughs> that shit almost, watched that shit almost ended us. And, yeah. yeah. Does does he take any? Does anyone know if he takes any liberties? This was a true story. Um, I think this was all told <laughs> completely truthfully. When he sells the rights to his books, does he okay. participate in the filmmaking process at all? In some of them, or does he just take a fat bag of cash and and be like, "Yeah, you can make whatever you want." I think notoriously he doesn't have control because he's often upset at what they do. Uh, this was, I think, the case with The Shining. Like, the end product was a lot different than the book. Yeah. So there's some that he has control over, but generally, like, a studio won't agree to budget something if the, somebody else has control over it. That's just the way. It's more of, like, the studio's insistence than his. Mm. Yeah. And Stephen's all about the money, baby. That's why they call him Stephen King, all right? <laughs> just likes to fucking get that bag and get out. All right. And this he Steve has 50... Money. 52 movies out there, all right, which is one of my seasons, one of my pet projects. I would love to have a Stephen King season. Um, Trevor, are you familiar with 
the deli dudes the you say deli dudes yeah i am not familiar with the deli dudes Gosh, okay that that might okay. take a little bit well, too much time that's gonna be <laughs> I, know. We don't, I don't think we have the time i know i, don't think we have I the know time i think we should get into the movie uh but the deli dudes delivery car yeah could feasibly could have could, could repair you know itself. christine's powers i'm the deli yes, dudes is our about this the deli the deli dudes oh here our, we go our <laughs> third rate uh avengers cast that are based out of some sort of like special deli and all their superpowers are like helpful to running the deli but also fighting crime yeah okay that's so like we can leave it at that you know let's let's maybe let's maybe leave it at that uh there's a guy who can make lettuce as armor and a guy who shoots slime in his eyes That's, that's done it's done it's done okay this movie christine we watched it this week the cat's out of the bag all right, 1983 Stephen King movie, John Carpenter directed. All right, uh, I picked this movie uh, because I thought it looked sick. I've always wanted to watch it, and this was a great opportunity to do so. I'll run through the synopsis before we kind of get into the discussion. Um, I do have like a little box office game, like we always do. But basically, Christine, oh boy, it's about a boy who's a nerd. He's he's a nerd, guys. That's you know about you know about nerds. He's got glasses. Uh, doesn't have a girlfriend. He's bummed out, and he has a jock friend who's cool, who's surprisingly nice. Like he see, they seem like they have a good friendship. And then the nerd one day sees this old beaten up car. I believe it's a what a '58 Plymouth Fury uh, on the side of the road. He buys it, but guess what? Record scratch. This car's evil as shit, guys. All right, it's like possessed by the devil or something, and it made its previous owner go insane. And this kid, as he's driving it, he's slowly becoming cooler, all right? His clothes are looking great. All of a sudden, whoa, this kid's kind of hot now. Like, things are going awesome, but uh, there's murder. Um, There's people are dying. The car's killing people. He's starting to act a little toxic towards his parents and his girlfriend. It's not cool, so it's up to his jock friend and his new girlfriend um, to maybe kill this car. But record scratch again, this car is so fucking evil, it regenerates itself, and they have to kill it with a bulldozer. That's kind of like a lot of the movie right there. Uh, but, you know, hijinks ensue along the way. This movie, when it came out, it was a moderate hit. I think it was it was kind of like a cult hit. I think it was, it was a bit of a sleeper. It kind of rose up over time. Um, this is coming right after John Carpenter's The Thing, which I think also was like a failure. So he's kind of like, oh, shit, I don't know if the, this movie thing is going to work out. But it, it opened December 9th, 1983 at number four. OK, can you I don't I'm not going to I'm going to give you some hints for this one because I don't think you guys know this movie. Number one in the box office. And, OK, in 1983, 1983. What, what season? What season? Yeah, what season? Oh, what December? That's winter traditionally. Oh, Christmas movie. But okay. not for long. And it's, I'll give you a hint, it's not Star Wars, okay? I'll just say that right off the bat. Directed by Clint Eastwood, stars Clint Eastwood. The 83? 83. Is uh, it a Western? What? It's not a Western, but it's it's got shooting in it. Dirty Harry? You're, which, yes. <laughs> which, which one? It's, it's a Dirty Harry sequel, so two? Yes, I don't know. They don't call him Dirty Harry, man. They call it another name. Okay, um, I'll give you a hint about the, what it's called. Okay, there's a movie where an asteroid is about to hit Earth. It came out in the 90s. That's not what Dirty Harry's about. I know, I know. What's the, what's the name of this movie? Armageddon? Yeah, uh, what's what's the, what's the companion piece? Trevor, you can, you can feel free to jump in. Too. Deep Impact? Okay, Deep Impact. Right. It's it's like Deep Impact. Dirty Harry's Deep Impact? No, it's not. <laughs> Dirty Harry Gran Torino, the prequel. <laughs> it's that. Congratulations. Um, okay. Also a car movie. 
when something happens, it is. When something happens that is very, like, uh, surprising. It's, it's, it's called sudden impact. Jesus Christ. I don't think I'm going to be able to do oh. this. <laughs> sudden impact. I okay? think I've heard of sudden, sudden impact. Sudden, sudden impact. It's a Dirty Harry sequel. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh. This, number two. I thought you were trying to imply that Dirty Harry was not the name of the movie. It's not. It's called uh, Sudden Impact. Well, I know, but I thought you were trying to gaslight me into saying the original wasn't called Dirty Harry. It was called something like Deep Impact. (laughs) No, I think the original is Dirty Harry. Yeah. Uh, Okay, number two in the box office. This is a more well-known movie that you guys have heard of, okay? It is a gangster movie. The Untouchables. Why why was that your first gangster movie in your head? No, it's not. Goodfellas. It's not Goodfellas. It's probably a little too late. Godfather Part 2. Not Godfather Part 2. If I reveal the cast, it would it would immediately give it away. Um, is Joe Pesci in it? No, Joe Pesci's not in it. It's got Michelle Pfeiffer in it. Catwoman. It is Catwoman. <laughs> okay, there's cocaine in it. Some might say the most in any movie. Scarface. Oh, Scarface. Oh. It's Scarface. Wow. Trevor got it. Nice. One point, Trevor. Uh, you're in the lead. Number. Okay, this is the last one. Okay, <laughs> unless someone ties it. Number six in the box office this week. I skipped a couple because some of these movies, I just don't even know what these are. This is a Christmas movie. Home Alone. It's 1983. Home Alone, the prequel. <laughs> they they came out with a prequel The first, first one. <laughs> just wait till you see. <laughs> this is called Home with the Family. <laughs> They're going to leave in the next one. Surviving uh, Christmas. It's not Surviving Christmas. It's a Christmas movie oh, that's, that's a good so movie. Famous. I want to watch that movie okay? again. This is like done as a play every year. The Nutcracker. There's oh, a guy um, who yeah the hates the hold on Christmas, Christmas. Carol um it's the not a the Mister Scrooge you're uh, close. three nights of uh, the ghosts <laughs> yes <laughs> what would that movie be uh, called the oh, that's Christmas Carol <laughs> I, don't, I don't know uh, oh wait no it's not a Christmas Carol it's uh when when something when you're reading a book you might say it's a bussin banger <laughs> it's a it's bussin yep a christmas bussin that's what the movie a, a is in 1983 it would be a bussin christmas thank you but <laughs> a christmas bussin uh continue with the clues i i don't jesus understand jesus christ guys it's like it's, it's a christmas teeth. story it's right it, yeah it's a christmas story thank you trevor you got two points all right you fucking demolish these two idiots wow <laughs> You just hold that in the back pocket. It's like, when do I play it? When do I play this card? <laughs> you know, I already knew this movie. After they say bussin'. Probably <laughs> only watched okay. maybe two or three movies in the entirety of our, I think, will this be episode 100? This is like episode 110. We flew past 100. What? I didn't even realize until I counted you, them. I thought you just released episode like 96. Um, oh I was God. counting the ones we released. We're like at 102. Oh, uh, so sorry, the, kid. I yeah, forgot your birthday again this the, year. Because we're uh, counting bonus and stay the podcast. Yes, but this is movie number 95 for our traditional format. Doesn't count. Doesn't Got great. It. Thanks, Ryan. I was, great. Uh, beyond that, I think we've only like watched three movies that were made before 1993. Before essentially we were born. <laughs> so yeah. asking me about movies that are from. The 80s, I'm like, what in the fuck are you talking about? <gasps> well, now you know. That's because movies sucked before 1990. It's too old. Pre-Terminator. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. Pre-Preachy too. Okay, let's get into the movie here. We've never seen this, right? Like, I want to I want to get a temperature. Like, have you guys heard of this movie? Have you guys seen it? I have heard of it um, yeah. in the same breath as, like, Cujo. Right. Which about I about the same time. Uh, I never, Jace, have you ever, heard? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I've I never heard of it or, or seen it personally. It was a cold watch. Jace, have you seen this? Nada. 
Great. Uh, I kind of wanted to break into this this cold because the opening shot in here, it's a car revving. It's you're, you're already you're already doing good here for car uh-huh. movie. They're playing bad to the bone. <laughs> building it in the factory. Yeah, Julie uh, was like really excited when that came on. I have no idea bone. why she's like <laughs> George Thorgood, but like was kind of she's like, oh yeah, all right. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? You never played this song or like. There's like a certain brand of boomer that gets way too excited when they hear bad to the bone. Like Julie. <laughs> but in this scene, it kind of works because it's like from the day I was born. And then the car is being built, which I think yeah. is, is kind of sick. The The way they shot that as well. Yeah. I thought was really cool. And probably now is would be derivative. But in 83, that's pretty that's pretty killer. Yeah. I liked how Christine is the only red car in the whole line, too. They're all white cars, and she rolls up, and you're immediately like, that one's evil, that's the evil one. <laughs> and the first thing Christine does, like, a guy <laughs> puts his hand, like, the, the hood is open. He puts his hand on the thing, and you're like, his hand's, his hand's gonna get crushed. His, and and the, the car just goes, it falls on his hand. He's like, ah! Like, I don't know. Is that, would that hurt your hand enough? I've never had that happen. The I, hood I falling on your hand? Back then? Full okay. steel construction? Yeah. yeah. Is that pretty heavy? It, you lose it. <laughs> okay. Well, this nowadays, hand is right where it where it locks into place, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh nowadays, they have bumpers and everything like that because that okay. was such a serious problem. And, like, I still had, like, when I was growing up, we always put blocks under the hood, under the hinge. Oh, God. Okay. Because to stop that from happening. Well, it, it got me wondering because they, they kind of inserted this scene into the movie. It's different from the books, the origin story. I thought there would be a scene where like the, someone's mean to the car and that's why the car is evil. But literally, they put the last screw in the car and the first thing the car does is a killing. <laughs> like there is no delay. And I don't know, is that does that kind of make it better that you just don't know why it's so gosh darn evil? In my opinion, as maybe like the horror guy, uh, yeah. The horror movies falter when they, at the end, when they try to apply logic and they try to make you see what was really happening. And for Friday the 13th, you know, when they get to number six or seven and they have to explain why Jason's back, you're kind of just like, yeah, 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 just get to the slashing. Yeah. So in a way, it's a lot more efficient to to, to do it this way. And it, it makes sense that John Carpenter made that change because he was really on the cutting edge when he made Halloween and just decided to make this kid evil. The kid is just evil from the beginning. Yeah. There's not, nothing that makes Michael Myers evil. He just is evil. And that was like, what the hell? We got a five-year-old murdering people. For this, this is like the car version of that. The car just pops off the lot evil. And I really appreciated that. And I was kind of taken by surprise because... I mean, Stephen King usually has these whole long diatribes about oh, yeah. floating giant turtles in space <laughs> about why things are evil. And this was kind of refreshing. Yeah, I, I agree, Ryan. Like, I think in the book, this this was supposed to be like the ghost of the previous owner who had like passed away in the car and was so evil. But I like this this approach. You cut forward like 20 years in 1978. Jace? Sorry, I wanted to say something about yeah. the previous topic, about that, please, that opening yeah, scene. Please. I think something that is really benefiting from the the dad core nature, the kind oh of car yes. nature of this entire season is that like vehicle manufacturing in and of itself especially like Plymouth, Dodge, Chrysler, mm-hmm. is like classic Americana. Right. The, heart, the, the heartland manufacturing uh, in the Midwest of the United States that caused a boom 
in engineering and development kind of like to where we are now that like as as far as automobile manufacturing it is so set in stone and we've derived so many engineering principles from it that it like you just last week at work we were doing an exercise in determining risk and you literally use a tool that was essentially made by Ford for determining risk uh, in the manufacturing line of automobiles so it's that ingrained it's yeah. that ingrained so seeing this movie open up in likely in Detroit at a Chrysler factory, this car yeah. rolling on the line. The first time we've seen car manufacturing with the people under the car putting the oil into it was yeah. like was very it, it was scratching the itch, I think, for the first time that I was that I was waiting for. Kind of scratched. like a garage scene, but yeah. more yeah. primitive. It advanced it's like the beginning of 2001 scene. Space Odyssey, but for a garage scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some might say that's what a garage scene is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's that's interesting. Like, this touches, like you said, dad core, Jace. I mean, you get, like, this old rock and roll song. You've got a garage scene. You've got a bunch of dudes working on a car. Uh, Trevor, are you familiar with the genre of dad core? Uh, I think through context clues. I, I, yes, I understand what a dad core would entail, yeah. Yes, yes. Did, did this movie feel like dad core to you? I think I think it's an edge case. I think I think definitely this opening scene did absolutely. Uh, as far as the rest of it, I I don't I don't think I would it's, call the rest too, of the movie dad core. Yeah, I I agree, and because I think initially I was like dads are gonna love this, but then as it kind of went on, mm-hmm. I think there's just too much going on. <laughs> I think I think there's some, some wicked shit here. Uh, yeah, Stephen maybe, King is yeah. not really dad core. Stephen King is so. kind of high school oriented with you yeah. know the popular kid versus nerdy kid dynamic with bullies with the overbearing parents and that's usually not the dad core vibe dad core is more of like independent men post high school out in the world just doing the things that they want to do and nobody can get sleeves. you yeah <laughs> nobody can make you abide by the system man and uh yeah this doesn't really hit the same story beats yeah i mean you talked about stephen king stephen king feels like true americana to me too like i think all of his stuff are very like growing up in mid-20th century, but I love the whole tropes in all his movies. The bullies are so fucking over the top, aggressively pathetic. The, the, or like, not, not the, but like the nerds and the bullies are like sadistic. All the bullies have a knife and they're gonna murder somebody and it's like fucking insane. The adults are absolute idiots. Like the kids are the only ones who have emotional depth and the adults are like, oh, I don't know, it looks like a ghost card. Like they don't, they don't, they have no idea what's happening. Um, and it makes the kids feel like helpless and they have to help themselves in the situation. Like, I love that yeah. shit in Stephen King. The, you get the same shit. It, that's what it is about, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially because they're not high schoolers at that point either. And the, the story beats in it is that when they go to the parents, it's revealed that the parents know. Like, they yeah. know that this happens to the kids in this town. That's kind of the way it reminded me of in this movie except for arnie's parents the main character but whenever they would go get help people are just like it's caught you know cars man even the the cop was kind of like suspicious and he's like weird stuff can happen in cars yeah what was with that cop dude like does he believe in ghosts (laughs) like that (laughs) it's very like a proto fox molder not to jump to the end but his comments of just like that's just the way it is (laughs) you know like what yeah <laughs> the body count was like 12 at that point and then they had to kill their friend and the cop was like you Ain't guys are heroes you know <laughs> well on to the next town yeah can we going jump to detroit to- we got reports of a werewolf car oh, shit it was bit was by he- a wolf 
was he FBI? Like, what was he? He said he state said police. state police. He just state but police. All right. It it felt very X Files like, right? Yeah. Like uh, it felt very Men in Black. I know, man. I'm bored. You know, car murder. <laughs> they told me there was a murderous car, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, put me on that." I bought a badge from the costume store, and I like <laughs> to go up and weird out teens. Uh, can we jump to the Harbinger scene where you got the the classic old guy being like, "Oh, a bunch of weird stuff happens in this town," uh, but he's selling the car, and um, immediately <laughs> you realize this guy's fucking nuts. Like he's got like this really. It's like a back brace, right? Yeah. Like it, it looks interesting for his character. He's like really like sunken in looking. And I, my first thought was like he's the devil. Like I thought, I thought he was supposed to be a manifestation oh. of like a demon or something. Um, because he kind of entices the kid, where he's like, "Oh, this is a good car. I'll sell it to you for two hundred and fifty bucks." And it, it got me thinking. They were talking about like, "Oh, don't spend your whole college fund on this car. Two hundred and fifty dollars." And I looked up the tuition for nineteen seventy eight. It was six hundred and eighty eight dollars. And adjusted for inflation, oh. that's about thirty two hundred bucks. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. I, what the fuck, man? Uh, um, so a, tuition, yeah, not the car. About, Sorry. Tuition is thirty two hundred dollars. What? What's two hundred? Two hundred fifty is like fifteen hundred. It's like fifteen hundred bucks, but still a used car. For fifteen hundred bucks, they're like, "That's so expensive. You could get a really sweet ride for that money." Mm. And now, like looking at the used car market, it's like ten thousand dollars. Um, I want to step back into the Harbinger discussion. Yeah, because yeah. What were your preconceptions of that character, and how mm. did it map out against the actual character arc? Because in my mind, this was pretty classic. This was this was pretty classic uh, Friday the Thirteenth sort of Harbinger stuff, where there's a crazy guy in town, and everybody says, "Don't listen to Crazy Eddie. Crazy Eddie's <laughs> wacko." And Crazy Eddie's like, "There's a guy. His name's Tristan Voorhees, and he lives in the lake. And if you go up there, don't open the camp because he'll come out and he'll kill you all." And everybody's like, "Oh, Crazy Eddie." And then Crazy Eddie shows up at the camp, and he's like, "Guys." If you want, you can leave right now, and, and nobody's dead yet, and Jason won't get you, but you gotta go right now. And they're like, get out of here, crazy Eddie. And that was kind of the same story beat, because yeah. even the guy who was selling the car was like, you're not as smart as you look. You don't know everything about how the world works. There's ghosts are real, and they can go into cars. And- it was a little more reined in than, you know, yeah. it, was, it was kind of a John Carpenter version of that, but like... I really liked that they they didn't harp on this trope. They didn't make him out to be a dumb hillbilly. Yeah. Did did it seem like he, to you guys that he was trying to get rid of the car or that uh-huh. it was that he was very like passive on it like, "Eh, give me money for it, yeah. you can have it." <laughs> right. I don't really want it, but I'll take I money. Think, I think part of the idea with these movies is that there has to be some sort of decision that puts you in harm's way. And that was the difference between why like Halloween was so scary was because the the babies it was originally gonna be called like the babysitter murders. The, the, That's so the, dumb. They didn't do anything wrong. They're just chilling, and Michael Myers is just slaying. But this is more traditional slasher where the the main characters of the intro they they make a poor decision, and it has to be free will because they get if they're tricked into doing something or like you know they're under duress or fraud brought in to do something that that later results in them dying you feel like it's kind of unfair i think it's kind of villain-esque that's interesting because i i get that second portion of what you just said for this movie it feels very much like and i don't know anything about the book that it's arnie right yeah that arnie was also a victim of this car's powers and he did make a decision to buy the car but the erratic behavior that like even 
at the outset caused him to say, stop, 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 go back. I need to look at her. Yeah. And immediately, <laughs> immediately it's like, oh, there are other worldly powers. At the end of the movie, you're, you're left like thinking back to the start and you're thinking, oh, there were other worldly powers of this vehicle at the very outset that caused him to, you know, change his entire character. So um, that's interesting. I agree. I, Jace, didn't, like, I didn't take it that way. I, I, I more thought like he is not comfortable being himself. Hmm. He wants to be cool. He wants to be popular. He is rebelling against his parents, maybe rightfully so, but he is. Hmm. He's going against their wishes and he's doing this thing that even his best friend is saying this, like, don't do this. And so I I do now understand that he might have been under the influence of some power. But in, uh, in D&D, we call that a thrall. Right. Mm. The car ah, had a yes. thrall over him. That's <laughs> that's that's what I thought almost immediately. Because yeah. even at even at the beginning, when they're in the car talking about Arnie, you know, uh, getting with getting with someone, uh, he was just like, ah, you know, whatever. That's not going to happen. But then yeah. after the car, his attitude totally changed. Yeah. And and that's why I feel like it was more of a thrall than him just choosing to rebel. But I, I didn't even think about it that way where he it, it was him doing that because he had a car all of a sudden, uh, which I is interesting. I think it could be both like taking advantage of his insecurity. It does say in the official synopsis that he like the car is changing his personality. Well, like, yeah, he, he yeah, begins yeah, to yeah. take on features and his eyesight. Um, yeah, I think he becomes like, yeah, oh, that's a good point. It's like a For, golem that. situation. That's like a Spider-Man thing. Yeah, <laughs> so I'll fix your medical problems. 1983 LASIK. Yeah, but I feel like if, if this movie had gone on, he would start slowly looking like Gollum and wearing a loincloth. I mean, like, Argh. yeah, I wanted that. I thought as part of and again, maybe in the book. I thought as yeah. part of the theme of this movie and the odometer running in reverse, we were getting like a, a consumption thing. The vehicle is mm -hmm. taking from Arnie. And I would almost like to see, you know, if the car wasn't destroyed, more of a, a, a prequel sequel to this where the owners are kind of like drained of their human life force. And that's what keeps this yeah. car rebuilding itself. It's like his soul is leaving, but his body stays cool. Cool, and yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I, like, yeah. Can, can we focus on that odometer moment just yeah. for a second? Yeah. Because, like, it, I didn't see it as going backwards. I thought it hit its maximum and just reset back to zero. Because even Dennis made a comment early That's on what, yeah, where, right. where he was just like, it's already got 93,000 miles, probably 193. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was, like, in the moment where, like, the car was being defeated also, kind of. It still kind of had a little bit of gasping air left. But, like, it was interesting. Like, I don't know what that moment was supposed to mean. But it felt like yeah. it was the movie was trying to make it very visibly important to the to what was happening this was just so car like there was a car metaphor yeah. for everything right like <laughs> yeah. you know the the headlights going down right the i love the headlights in this and then the the old the odometer I, too i thought at first it was gonna be like oh it's going backwards because it's getting more life the more that arnie drains or something like that but mm. I agree. It was a little confusing. I think maybe they just shot a bunch of B-roll of the odometer, and they were like, let's just throw that in there. It looks <laughs> awesome. It looks beautiful. It the radio. Cool, it's a cool-looking dash. I love, yeah. the, I love the green light that comes on. I love like when someone's driving and you see these headlights go boom and you're like, oh, fuck. It's Apparently here. it was airplane landing lights yeah. <laughs> that they awesome. retrofitted and they had, they had a special battery for them and everything. That's like pretty cool. Can we talk about the John Carpenter-ness of this and that mm -hmm. meaning like this, the practical effects? They're yeah. special effects, but they're no CGI, of course, but also no uh, like green screen, rotoscoping or nothing like that. Uh, did you guys have a favorite practical effect? I mean, the car regeneration scene. 
was so crisp like it it didn't even look i was expecting like a stop motion effect but it was just like i mean i read about how they did with like the balloons and kind of the inflating Mm -hmm. thing but like it looked so smooth like i was like that car is regenerating itself there's no effects here i like when the car was smashing in between that first that first major kill kill. or smashing into the little alleyway did you that was cool they used a rubber bumper and they had a bulldozer push the car (laughs) into the alleyway they used, I, I think they used like 20, they said they used 27 vehicles for this one. Fuck those cars up, man. I really oh. liked that scene because it was like the car kind of like, it might be like someone in a cave who's like yeah. almost like stuck. And, but it's like you keep some, maybe an animal's like biting at your heels or something like that. So you keep going in further and further and it's like, you're getting all scratched up. And like, it felt like that person was really trapped. And that was really interesting. Um, my favorite special effect by far and this is maybe maybe a little bit of like a recency bias, but one of now one of my new favorite kills ever, and I'm a slasher okay. guy. Okay, is the on fire kill? Oh yeah, oh that was so sick. That was so sick. And it literally got like a gasp out of us because I had already turned to, to Julie and said like the special effects on that the scene because the car yeah. crashes into the gas station and it's like fucking explodes. And th- but then the car, one of the bullies survives. So it is on fire, literally engulfed in real flames, not CGI or anything, real flames. And it's driving down the road, tracking this guy down. The guy's like slowing down because he's running down the road, like away from this car. And the car's like stalking him down and it's on fire and it's shot really well and all this stuff. And then it just boom, obliterates him. And it just leaves like this husk of a corpse, like on fire. And it looked really realistic. (laughs) Yeah, it was nuts. Like, I mean, they said they had a guy literally in a fireman's outfit inside the car while it was on fire because he is actually driving it while it was burning. Um, It looked so on fire. It came out of that building like a bat out of hell. Like this looked like a demon coming out. So Um, cool. And they smashed that Camaro. Oh, man, (laughs) that that Camaro, if it was like nowadays, would have been worth the budget of this movie. Yeah. (laughs) To backtrack a little bit, this movie kind of goes around the jock character. I forget. I'm forgetting his name. Was it? Was it Dennis? Dennis. Dennis. Was that Dennis? Yeah, Dennis and Leigh, uh, who is kind of um, Arnie's new girlfriend. Um, they're starting to like notice Arnie changing. Dennis has like a horrible football injury because he gets like distracted seeing Arnie with his like cool new car and everything. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of liked their relationship. Like. I was surprised by the acting in this movie. I thought it was going to be more of like a shtick. You know, 70s, 80s movies, they kind of have a different style. It was kind of naturalistic. Like Arnie's scenes with Dennis, it seemed like they were actually friends. And the way they react with each other, I'm like, this is actually not bad. I actually really appreciated um, them in this movie. Their friendship, especially at the beginning, their conversations were very believable and, and yeah, naturalistic. It reminded me of Superbad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of 20 years later, even 25 years later, Jonah Hill and uh, yeah. Michael Sarah sitting in the car, you know, giving like weird talks about girls and sex and <laughs> yeah. stuff. So th- right. that was pretty cool because it's pretty timeless you know 78 was when my dad graduated high school wow yeah i mean i also like too the the jock did not have like a parasitic relationship with the nerd character like Mm -hmm. i feel like it would have been easy to go there like he feels bad for him so he hangs out but it seems like they like each other yeah they're bros they're 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 actually friends um, which i think is more realistic too yeah um there's a scene in here where lee realizes the car is evil because she like starts choking in the car which i thought was kind of like nuts she eats a sandwich and the car is like choke on the sandwich like it, it did something 
and then all these lights these amazing like spotlights turn on and she's like ah and then the i love how the car plays a song and it says like what the, it's like the car's dialogue where it's like i'm gonna get you and then the guy's like i can't get it open and she's like dying from this sandwich and i was like horrified i the i love that scene i thought something yeah. more was going to come from it because there was only one other vehicle at the movies mind you it was because i think it was raining but I thought we were going to get some some evolution. I thought the person in the car next to them was a dude who knew about this evil car and was oh. there, saw her choking and then saved her. And I thought we were going to get a like, a, I've been tracking this vehicle because I know it murdered. He was going to be a character murdered. now. And, and, yeah. and it's like kind of a cop out because they just needed somebody to save her. So there was one other vehicle in the lot. Yeah, who was that guy? Because he was like watching them. Yeah. Even before she started choking. It was really weird. That's why. And well, then... okay. So you're a single guy in your late 30s, <laughs> early 40s, in the eight, 70s, and you pull up to a drive-in theater when there's only one other car there and it's a couple and they're making out, like a high school <laughs> couple. This we guy know is... what he's there for. Hey, he's a hero. He saved a life. That scene too. The guy, he's like, he must have been like, that must have been a really dry sandwich or something. Like, why? Like, he's he's opening. Like, he couldn't get the doors open. All this evil shit is happening, and he's like, oh, the fucking crazy car, crazy sandwich. Uh, anyways, I'm gonna go home. Like, there's there wasn't any like recognition about how nuts that's the sequence was. Um, and I, like Lee's just, it seems like she was getting gaslit by everything around her, where she was like. That was crazy, right? And then Arnie was just like, no, it's fine. I don't know. It's car. I love my car. And you kind of feel trapped in that scenario, too. I don't know. I just like these scenes. I like all these kill scenes. The bully track down scene, which you know is going to come. Yeah. When the so bullies can we talk wreck- about the bullies? Yeah. yeah. So in, early in this movie, there's a, there's a scene where the bullies, t- like, you know, trap Arnie and are kind of, like, fucking with him and threatening him and stuff. And then Dennis shows up and try to break it up. And it turns into this huge escalation, like, we all knew it was going to. And the rest of the movie is the bullies kind of trying to, like, get him for, for getting him in trouble at school for beating the kids up. It's kind of a classic scenario. And then halfway through the movie, the bullies show up to the garage where Christine is parked. And they wallop on it. They break the windshields. They, you know, smash the carburetors, everything. They slash the seats and the dashboard and everything. The car is totaled, right? And then this is when we get the magic garage scene after this. But during this scene afterwards, it's revealed that one of the bullies took a shit on the dashboard. <laughs> it wipes off. <laughs> <laughs> and, but the car is fixed in the magic scene where everything goes back into place. What happened <laughs> okay. to the poop? It's inside think- the car. It's inside. It's, it turns into fuel. It just, it just goes whoof out the window. Some bullies like walking in the street like, da, 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 like, ah! <laughs> goes back into place. So you're suggesting, yeah, I mean, just the shit had to go somewhere. Yeah. It it went, shit goes right Everything back went his... back into its place. According to Arnie, you know, wipes off. If I took, <laughs> if I took a shit in somebody's car and then later that day, I see a shit flying at me like a bullet and go right back up my ass. I would then not fuck with that car ever again. I would I would leave town. I would change my name. Like I, I would know something is, is at play here that I don't understand. I would not stay around and continue to be a shithead. Yeah. Or if I saw that car fixed, I'd start looking over my shoulder. Yeah, man. Did you notice that lead actor, the lead bully? Uh, when he jumped down onto the hood of the car, he almost ate shit so hard. Mm-hmm. He like <laughs> slipped on the hood and he was like fine. But I'm like, he could have just cracked his head on the concrete. I'm sure like the crew members were like, oh fuck, oh my God. 
Um, that was a great scene. We tra- we talked about the track down, the flame scenes. Uh, let's skip ahead a little bit. Uh, we skipped something. I, what do we skip? The bully's vicious dick grabbing technique. What was oh, the oh ball my God. grab? That's we've seen so the ball you, grab before. Yeah, there were two very like zoomed in, very, yeah. fully clothed dick grabs in this movie. They did. Why they zoom in? They're like, here's his. Yeah, like I mean, granted extremely effective technique yes it, it happens quite a bit with street fights and stuff people grab <laughs> on and they latch it's just I weird like for somebody it, a group that's committing to being so masculine like his first move it's a throat grab ball grab it was more masculine it was it was a grab it wasn't a punch yeah well and didn't he ask like how do you like that like right <laughs> after he did it do you want me to he say said something yes? along those lines i, I did a lot <laughs> I mean, I feel like now there's an unspoken thing when a street fight. You're like, we're not going to grab the balls. Like, that's kind of just too, that's too dirty. Let's just hit each other in the head like cavemen. <laughs> um, but, like, I, we saw of the ball grab, too, in one of the Sean William Scott movies where he just grabs someone by the nuts and is like, you're going to listen to me, pal. Um, I don't, I, I've never, I, that hasn't been introduced into my fight lexicon like I think it's been erased from in this in this like really civilized times mm-hmm. we live in. But now I'm like that would be pretty effective. I think that's a real showstopper. All right, yeah. if someone gets a hold of the old twig and berries. I'm afraid to no, fight a happens. fifty year old. I mean that was something my dad would tell me if someone if a stranger ever tried to take me away. He said bite the rip his balls off with your teeth <laughs> like a wild animal. <laughs> And he told that to me when I was like nine. And he's like, be prepared to do it. I know like you don't think you should do it, but you need to be as vicious as possible. Like he, and, you know, my dad's like a military man and he like, he speaks like, and I, I had this like complex. Yeah, this is very brain. your dad. <laughs> Anyways, uh, move, moving on. Um, Wait, Trevor, is there anything you want to talk about? <laughs> any ball stuff you want to talk about? So no, actually with the chase scene, with the chase scenes, the the car that's used is fully tinted windows and windshield, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Do we think Arnie's been in the car every time? Because he was in the last scene, right? That but was a when great it goes back reveal. after the when it well when it goes back after the fire scene, the door is opened by the 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 owner of the mechanic shop, and no one's in there. Mm-hmm. But he's yeah. there in the final scene. So what do we... Was Arnie in every single one or just, just that final bit? This was a debate we were having as the movie go, was going on. And that's this is why I think it was a, actually an effective movie, an effective horror movie, is that mm. I don't know. But my guess is that as he got more corrupted, he was more on board with the car doing stuff. And but at the beginning, it's just the car. I think like that's kind of a really cool detail because we literally exclaimed... To the television when it was revealed that Arnie was in it during the final scene. I, had, like, I didn't the, think the he dark, was. Yeah. Dark yeah. He's got the Batman makeup on. Gollum. He's looking like Gollum. Mm-hmm. I want to see him oh, full yeah. transformation. Uh, Ryan, I agree. Like I, I do. I thought it was just the car in the beginning. I liked that it was ambiguous. And then towards the end, he's like, I'm full killing mode. And then he's in the car and they're combined. They're, they're one being at that point. I liked that. Yeah. I, I, it, it made more sense than like the amnesia thing because i when he kills the shop owner which is an amazing character by the way the shop owner was like darnell's favorite character like he really chewed that scene up he was great it would make more sense than from from then because at that point we were kind of wondering 
right? Mm -hmm. So I'm glad they had that scene in because then the whole time, a lot of people might have come away with thinking, oh, yeah, he's in there every single time. So I think it's a really cool question. I like the way they handle it. I did too. And I really liked Arnie's speech about love that he gives, like right before the final scene. He's in the car and he's talking about how much the love eats at him. But if he feeds it, he makes him feel more powerful. That whole speech when he's giving that to Dennis and he's like speeding up in the car and Dennis is like, oh fuck, I should not have gotten in the car. Uh, that was, I think that was great. And I think it's a perfect encapsulation of like his relationship with the car. It's just like this parasitic symbiotic thing and he's being consumed by it completely. It's a tragic story because I really thought and hoped that you would get a point where Arnie turns back. You destroy yeah. the car and he gets, he's like, oh, what happened? Mm-hmm. Oh, where's my glasses? Like, I think he, that's the difference between Stephen King yeah. and like a normal Hollywood studio writing this movie. Right. Because he dies. He fucking dies. He gets, yeah, ripped. Did, like he flies did out he of the car. Did he die in the book though? I don't know. I don't know I don't if know. he did. He dies almost kind of like anticlimactically too. Yes. Because the car just kind of like runs into a thing and he flies out and he's done. Yeah. That was he my that was my biggest complaint like, about this entire movie is that Arnie's death wasn't made to be as big of a deal yeah, was, emotionally yeah. as the car's death when really the characters cared about Arnie. And so if let's talk about the end scene and let's go to our meters. Yeah. In the end scene, they you know they lure the car to the shop. We have a plan that involves a bulldozer and some bulldozing. We're not exactly sure what else is a part of the plan. And uh, eventually it's revealed that, you know, Arnie is there already and he's going to try and mess up the plan. Well, most of the scene happens after Arnie is Arnie is killed and the, and the car is by itself and it keeps reforming. What did you guys think about that final fight scene? And did it feel like a person against car or did it feel like person against villain? Yeah, it felt like um, they're fighting a wild animal. Honestly, the way Christine was acting, it was whipping around. It seemed like they were they were trying to excise it, like again, like a demon, kind of like the kids fighting it at the end of it. It was also just, if I could add this note, kind of a long and kind of awkward sequence with the bulldozer, <laughs> where it was slowly yeah. trying to just go over it in a really funny way. Uh, well, how did you guys feel about it? Um, I same. I think if I had any break from realism, much like with a a, a teenage slasher movie, where you think. Why are you doing that? That's kind of stupid. You know, um, it came during the chase scenes and during the scenes like there's a limitation of of the movement and the movability of a vehicle. Yeah. Um, like she did the 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 girlfriend did the right thing and she climbed vertically. It's like, yeah, yeah it's a car. It can't jump. <laughs> you know, uh, and be, beyond. Boy, isn't that a hack? <laughs> Just go up <laughs> third dimension. <laughs> Beyond that, um, in agreeing that Arnie's death was a little kind of suspect and underwhelming, I, I was kind of left wanting in the in the final fight scene. I, I think, yeah, go ahead, Jerry. I think, well, I think it was interesting that they did kill off Arnie, and then and then the car was still just as vicious. And I think mm-hmm. that told something to Dennis and and Lee uh, in that moment, like, oh, it's not it's not Arnie. It's it's the car one hundred percent. Like this confirms mm-hmm. everything. Because even right before that, Dennis scratches a note into the hood of the car. And if he thought the car was going to retaliate, he probably wouldn't have done that, right? Right. In that yeah. moment. Well, he so said something I, about like Christine will show up. Oh, yeah. he did say that. Yeah, You're so, right. So I, my thoughts were a little ambiguous. I, I was like, I wonder what he means by that. Because mm. like nobody had witnessed it being sentient, right? Yeah. And that's why I thought that was that scene was important of Arnie not being in the picture anymore. Yeah. But... uh 
the one thing where I was like a little disappointed is when they had like stabbed it, right? They had yeah. stabbed the car with the bulldozer and it started reforming after Lee had gotten back in the bulldozer with Dennis. Uh, and they were like, oh shit, we're not done. And it started like, yeah. you know, ballooning back up. I thought it was going to do some cool like maneuver where it was going to use like the the ballooning up to like flip the bulldozer or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> so they'd have to figure something else out. Too but expensive. They just running it over. And <laughs> Too like, expensive. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I was hoping for something like that too. I was it was kind of anticlimactic, and they just run it over. And I love just the flash of like run it over, and then it becomes a cube, and it just falls on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> it was a great like, cut. I, I did love like that I cut. did like the trope though of, and they did this with Arnie as well. When you think the bad guy's dead, and he gets one last. Yeah. and that's that's kind of i think what they were doing with the bulldozer seat it just it takes a long time to bulldoze a car over and it's not really that fun to watch after you're like oh the, the, the car's getting bulldozed and you're like right okay it's gonna take 15 more seconds <laughs> this this rem- that actually reminds me i think one of beyond the the hydraulics in reversed footage for the car fixing itself the uh, practical effect of making the car look like it had a vicious mouth. Yes. After hitting the bulldozer was sick. That was uh, yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, this movie's cool, guys. Uh, I- can, can we go into our our <laughs> let's our do readers? it. I'm so sorry, Trevor. We're taking so long. I'm keeping oh, you I'm, captive I'm having a great all time. morning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a great time. Great. Uh, uh, so our next section is the meters. We're gonna start with the accelerometer. All right, we've been using this to decide how car is this movie. Uh, does it have a car? Is it about cars? I guess I'll go first because I picked this movie. Um, yeah, guys, I think this is a car movie, <laughs> okay? <laughs> the car is in almost every scene. The main character is arguably the car. All the combos are re- revolve around the car, and there's extended sequences of driving and talking about what it feels like to be in the car. Like, it takes place... Literally in L.A., a a fucking car city, it had a garage scene, which is so important, I think. It opens and closes with a shot of the car. Um, There's no final race. We've been kind of judging car movies based on, like, a final race. But the finale is literally an extended fight with a car. I don't think other movies do this, so I think that counts. Um, I feel like there's more car in this, arguably, than Fast and Furious. Like, I, I... there's no scene without Christine in it, really. Like, um, this movie's obsessed with cars, and it makes me want to drive in one. Makes me feel that yearning of 70s youth to reach out with a sense of freedom on the open road. Um, I don't feel that ever. So, um, I, folks, I'm surprised to say this is a 10 for me. I, I think I think this hits it. Yeah. You, you shouldn't go beyond this. You should not go beyond this car. Only positive additions. Um, <laughs> beyond all else, I think actual horniness for a car <laughs> could, could you are one scene away <laughs> i i think this engine i think we might have blown at ten thousand rpms and and shot up into 11 or twelve thousand rpms <laughs> if i'm being honest i know the scales don't work that way but um i think in give it 11 an interesting thing here that we didn't know up until this point is there was a really fun shot in the beginning scene with the side view mirror and I think that when we have these car movies and when I was pitching the movies with like like famous cars, I want to see the vehicle be used in an artistic way. And we got that with this very specific vehicle being manufactured in the beginning um, in a really cool shot where one of the mechanics was like in the side view mirror and you get a sense of evil about this vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
uh there was a there not at the finale there was a crazy car chase they destroyed 27 cars for the film you can't really it's a 10 <laughs> it's a 10 <laughs> uh trevor do you want to go want to go next for the, sure. for the car meter yeah what do you think? I mean, I, I'll just say it up front. Yeah, it's 100% a, a car movie. Like, if I, if, if I didn't know the car genre existed, or I, I didn't know the car genre existed, but if I watched <laughs> this movie, I'd be like, they need to make a genre of this and call it car genre. Uh, because, I, yeah, it, it definitely was that. I think I saw somewhere that, like, 15% of the movie's budget was just cars, uh, which is wild to me. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it... it definitely definitely a car movie yeah uh, what, what would you out of one one to ten thousand rpms what would you give this on the car movie scale like how car movie was it oh ten thousand rpms ten thousand rpms we made it ten thousand rpms uh, especially since it clearly inspired future movies the whole communicating through song thing was used in uh michael bay's <laughs> famous transformers <Masterpiece>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it set trends uh ryan what do you think so I didn't think you guys were going to go that high. Um, and I hate to blow up a rare. All right. A quad effect, 10. Uh, but think about this. We've already had two 10 out of 10 car movies. <laughs> and there's something missing here. Like, don't get me wrong. This movie is great. And I'm probably going to surprise you with my other ratings. But like the I am a slasher fan. I am. Everybody knows this. I'm a slash head. And I've already watched about 12 horror movies this fall. And it's early September. <laughs> so the this was more a horror movie than a car movie. You could show this to someone who wasn't a car head and they would like it. That's not what car movies do to me. If I show, you know, Fast and the Furious to someone who doesn't give a shit about racing cars, they're going to be like, nah, take it or leave it. And that's not because of the content. It's because it's about fucking cars. Not literally like this movie. But the idea is that someone who was super into like, uh, I'm a car guy. I like working on cars. I like racing cars. I like knowing about horsepowers. That's not what this movie is about when it's about a car. The car is brought in here as a villain. It's brought in as a love interest. It's It might be a love letter to cars and it might be about like Americana, but... I don't think this is as much as we thought car movie would be like. And the fact that it caught me by surprise about how car it was kind of lets me know there can be multiple types of car movies, but it's not what I thought car movie was going to be like. So that's maybe where my meter is going to be a little different. I want to think about like not how car was this movie, but like how car movie how how did it fit my preconceived notions before I started this season? And so in that context, I'm going to give it an eight because the car volume is very high. Um, the car quality is very high. But like, think about this. There's no NOS button. <laughs> no I NOS mean, button. It, there, there's a named car. It's also the name of the yeah. movie. So that's they weren't huge. They using that, NOS that back then. Well, exactly. They better. They should have. No, should've. I, I don't. I literally think it wasn't a manufactured thing to use nitrous yes. oxide to boost. Well, too Super bad. powered ghost energy. <laughs> yeah, they, they could have had a button. Yeah, exactly. They could have had a ghost button. <laughs> they could have. They could have made it set at a different time. Yeah. That's like you can't have a caveman movie that has. It's a car movie. Right. And I think the final standoff well, was more final yeah, fight well. with like Jason Voorhees than it was final race. So. um that those are my two docs, so I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it an eight. But hey, still supercar movie. I'm I'm happy you guys are giving it tens. No worries. Okay, that's fair, Ryan. That's fair. It, it's kind of about like 
you know, will car people like this movie? Um, I don't think I want to see a car, more car version of this I movie. Think I, I think I might agree with be... you. I, I agree with everything you guys said. I don't think I would want to see that movie. I just came up with my rubric before this yeah. season started. No, that's good. All right, movie meters. This is about what we actually think about this dang movie. All right, separate from how car it is. Thank God. Okay, now we can talk about the nuts and bolts of this thing. Um, so uh, for me going in, I thought this was going to be, to quote the movie, a shitter. Um, I did. I like saw the front <laughs> cover. I like saw the trailer. You know, I was just kind of like, okay, this is going to be like kind of a not so good movie. This this was recommended to me by a friend as kind of like a fun watch. But I know Stephen King movies, oh boy, oh boy, they can go up or down. But like, I was so surprised by how much I enjoyed this movie, even from like the get go, how stylized it was. Much like a vintage car, I think the quirks are part of the experience. It's not a perfect movie, but like, I don't want to fix it. I think there's so much that works here. I will say later when I was driving in in a car, I kind of felt like a weird, (laughs) like a weird energy that I was bringing to the driving experience after seeing this this movie. Um, But I think the director got like really good performances from the actors here, which surprised me. There's a lot of super memorable scenes. Um, I'm glad I watched this. Like this might be good for like a rewatch even like this. I think it's a super fun movie. Um, I'm going to give it an eight. I really enjoyed this. Um, Yeah, eight, eight out of eight wheels out of ten. I'm I think I'm floundering a little bit with my ability to choose a score. Because this, like, out of left field was a very enjoyable movie. I enjoyed the acting. I enjoyed the screenplay. The concept was wacky. Um, it was just fantastic in that regard. I think I, it was left dragging a little bit. We have an hour and 50 minute screen time. And I'm, there's a lot to cover. So maybe that is fine for, for what they were trying to do. But it definitely dragged in some times for me. Um, I really liked Arnie's possession and how the actor went from being straight, straight nerdy to just vicious kind of crazy person at the end. And like, I don't know if, if that, um, is this movie campy? Is that an okay thing to say about this movie? I, don't... I, I think it touches on it can camp. be. It can, it can, it can get it gets... pretty close. Yeah. I think slasher genre as a whole yeah. has to have a little camp yeah. to be good in the first place in my opinion yeah i agree so um i'm i'm thinking i don't think for me a good point to nally on rewatchability i don't know that the movie has rewatchability for me i think there are some things that i would change to be a bit more effective but then i think about the salt of the earth extras in this movie like the guy who sold the car and the guy who owns the garage and <laughs> how absolutely wild it was for him to be like yeah yeah you keep that piece of crap out of here. Do you ever run that again? You'll kick me. And <laughs> man, they put a lot of care into this. Um, I guess maybe do we expect from John Carpenter? Uh, I'll give it an eight. An eight. I'll give it an eight. That's a good score. Jace loves this movie. Uh, Trevor, what do you think about this movie? Man, so I think I don't. I don't watch a ton of movies, and when I watch movies with other people like sit down and like that's the event i'm doing Mm -hmm. it's been for what we call bad movie night and so we get a lot of these movies that we watch the trailers for and you're like oh this is going to be awful this is going to be campy this is going to be have weird effects weird dialogue and then and then sometimes they surprise you and i went into this seeing it was an older film and i saw some 
you know, just looking at the the screenshots, or whatever, before I hit rent, uh, a lot of telltale signs of like, oh, this is this is something I could put on for bad movie night, mm-hmm. probably. And uh, I think like Jace, I was like very surprised at how how much I enjoyed it as a whole. Uh, and I really think these beginning scenes really laying out the relationship that Arnie and Dennis have and, and kind of their relationship with their community, their high school, whatever it is, um, really, really set that groundwork really well for the rest of the movie to be, you know, ba- it kind of centered around relationships and what fractures that whatever, it, whether it's a, a, a car that has a thrall over over someone or not. I think the fact that it was a car slasher film that had a lot more in it. Like I, I made a note in here. I was like, okay, what, which is the B plot here? Because it went back and forth between Arnie and Dennis and the car in a way that was like, oh, it, it like it, it was it spread out the focused focus in a very equal way, and um, and that was something that was very interesting to me, very uh, effective to me. So I mean, I would definitely rewatch this. I got. You know, I got I got a couple of family members who who are of older generations who I think would love this and are really into cars. And I bet if I put this on, they would love every second of it. So as far as a as far as a, a rating goes, I mean, gosh, I'm I'm really generous because if I have a good experience, I I'm like I, I give it a full thumbs up. So I'm I'm gonna say ten That's out of ten. Right. I love this movie. Wow, All right. We we actually so. get that quite a bit from from guests who have more of a pass fail system sure yeah. yeah um and they say like so if i like it it's a 10 yeah <laughs> and so that's that's a 100 percent valid way of doing it yeah roger and ebert made a whole career off of it yeah i mean rotten tomatoes is also a binary system mm-hmm. i mean i think we're just we're just like cynical critical bastards and we just we're just like yeah well it's not a six uh, i think it's a seven <laughs> uh great uh ryan what do you think about this yeah so i'm 100 on board everybody knows my favorite movie is a john carpenter movie it's the thing and halloween is like my one of my favorite slashers for quality wise it's interesting then to put on a john carpenter and be shocked at how much you like it because there are some bad john carpenter movies too something about this vibe was just like okay it's the first day it's 70 something degrees out (laughs) this year it's you know we're watching it at night we had to wait before we started watching it to get more comfortable we're like we're not comfy enough and so then we like we we made sure to give it its shot um i absolutely love this movie i was shocked right from the get-go i was texting you guys a little bit of my play-by-play um i was i was started out getting real stoked and i'm also a huge twin peaks fan it's my favorite series and this was very david lynchian in kind of the unexplained nature of things. And I can't quite imagine a more enjoyable car movie for me. There are things, like I agree with Jace, the pacing and the timeline is a little bit a little bit hard. I was surprised that when I clicked it, it said hour 45 at when the credits were rolling. I I wish it was maybe an hour 35, hour 40. Um, so they could have had some montage action going on. The Since I'm also a huge slasher fan, I actually think the kills could have been more gory. I think a lot of the time they didn't have enough gore. And I read about that too in the trivia. Someone said like they purposefully added F-bombs to give them a worse rating so that they would be considered a horror movie. Hmm. I thought the cinematography was absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. You could tell that a lot of the stuff was filmed like at night and it's hard to get good lighting on film at night. And you could tell that they had the lenses wide open. And man, when two characters are standing slightly different distances from the camera... Those wide open lenses don't put everything in focus. So there was some grainy old school film aspects to this. 
And I'm not quite sure if I had the real aspect ratio because this was shot in anamorphic and I have no clue why I took my whole whole TV screen. So I'm wondering if it actually looks even better than I thought it looked. Uh, I'm going to give this movie a nine Woo. because I it's now at the top of like my favorite quasi slasher movies. Wow. And I just Damn. wish it was a little bit scarier. Uh, and the, then those couple things I pointed out about maybe the pacing a little bit. I thought I, I I'm 100% serious when the car on fire scene is now one of my favorite kill scenes ever. <laughs> yeah, that's so sick. Uh, yeah, I mean, right. I'm so surprised because like I had a bit of trepidation last episode pitching this. I was like, well, guys, here we go. We watched a bad movie time for a worse movie. But now I'm like, wow, we actually all <laughs> like enjoyed this movie. Um, yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised by that. I'm glad you like it too. Like when I saw it was a John Carpenter, I was like, I wonder what Ryan will will think about this. But yeah, there you have it, folks. That's our review for Christine. If you've seen it, let us know what you think about it. Let us know what you think about our reviews. Did you like this movie? Uh, it's on Amazon, but you can do an AMC Plus membership subscription and cancel the free trial. I did that stuff. It's okay. Jeff Bezos has enough money. You can you can game the system if you need to. Um, <laughs> But folks, we have another movie coming next week. Trevor, thank you so much for joining us for this movie. You'll have to listen to us talk about the next movie, I guess, for a second, which is a bit of an indignity. I'm sorry for this. We should structure this better. This is going to be um, quick. I'm excited. Gonna be quick. This yeah. is going to be quick. Uh, Jason, I what, am going to need what, Trevor's help, and I'm going to need okay. Ryan or Denali to pull up the Wheel of Chaos. Oh, Wheel of Chaos. The Wheel of oh, Chaos. Oh, sweet Jesus. It's exciting. Jace, you want to explain? Um, we are... We had not explained this on yeah. <laughs> camera yet. We, uh, we're having a guest for our next episode as well, for our next recording session. And um, I think that it would be good... Uh, I, I'm kind of wavering on a few picks. I think there's one that's a, a pretty solid choice for, for watching with our next guest. I think there's a completely insane movie that's of a genre. Um, I guess not necessarily genre, but a production level that we've never seen before. And then and then I want to get input from Trevor about what... He, well, maybe you want to throw Death Race 2000 on, or maybe you think it'd be funny to say, you know, screw you guys, I'm going to put cars on this wheel or Herbie Fully Loaded, whichever one you want to have a one-third chance of being picked, um, it, it'll it'll be on there. It'll have its fair share. So Oh, God. So much power. I think the first movie is going to be Talladega Nights. We talked about that. Great. It's a um, great comedy centered around driving. Sec- uh, what, Trevor, what, what, would you, what would you like to add to the wheel? Oh, you want me to add one now? Yeah, I want to save the third <laughs> for suspense. Mm. So... We talked about it before we started recording, but I think Herbie Fully Loaded needs to be on there. Oh, yes. <laughs> Just to put a little danger, to put a little danger can in the we, uh Can we talk about why there's a colon subtitle in that movie? Is there another Herbie movie? Yeah. Fully. It's, it's like a, it's a prequel or, what, or a sequel to like the long line of Herbie movies. Yeah. Yeah. So that's got, I'm already lost, man. <laughs> Wait, you didn't know this was okay. We if we do the movie, we got it. <laughs> you're not you're not tapped into the Herbie oh, lore. Oh, I'm sorry. The Herbie lore. It's from the '60s, man. I used to watch them. I wasn't alive. <laughs> I used to watch them. What? I used to watch them. There's With a shitload yeah, of never, them. There are a lot of Herbie. That's what you movies. did. There's, you can watch movies from the past. We just did it. <laughs> <laughs> it is possible. We have the technology. We have Amazon. <laughs> um, this next one is um, I'm so fucking nervous. 
is uh, I think we have to watch it on YouTube. <laughs> oh, no. This is already not a good sign. Uh, as in, I think that might be the only location that it's it's found. Um, oh, my God. Please it was produced and distributed by Baba Films. Okay. It was directed by Abbas Mustan. Hopefully, I'm saying that correctly. Uh, and okay. it's Tarzan the Wonder Car. <laughs> What? 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 Wait, wait, wait. No, seriously, what? Like Tarzan the Wonder Car, or simply <laughs> Tarzan. A it's a 2004 Indian Hindi language supernatural action thriller directed by Avas Mustad. Automobile engineer Devin Ch- uh, Chaudhari, who lives with his mother and 10 year old son, builds a futuristic car with advanced features. Wait, oh hold on. So it's called the God. Wonder Car? Tarzan. Like Tarzan. T A A. R-Z-A-N, colon, the wonder car. Okay. What? Why are you doing a wheel? That's the choice. <laughs> the wheel That's of so chaos good. The wheel is us. sometimes about God. giving people information about vehicles, that, Wait. movies that are out there. Okay, got it. Jace, I'm seeing on that Wikipedia, it says it's loosely based on the American film Christine from 1983. <gasps> oh. Let's do it. This will be good back to back. Do the, the wheel. We Please do watched. the wheel. Okay. So. Let the fates decide. Oh God! All right. I don't. I don't know what I want to win. Honestly, we've got, I, I, we've <laughs> got this thing fully loaded, if you will. Nice. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna shuffle three times. Yeah. And then make sure the settings are set at like ten seconds. Yeah, the audience loves this part. All right. Um, I'm ready to spin. Everybody ready? Holy shit. Herbie okay. Cross right. your Herbie fingers. Herbie Let's say whatever Herbie prayers you loaded. like. Herbie fully loaded. 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 Here we go, everybody. <laughs> Ten seconds. Oh okay. my God! Fate's Please coming down. Us. Vroom 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 oh! vroom 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 vroom. Oh, no, no. fucking! Oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh. <laughs> um. Okay. It's the Bollywood movie Tarzan That's the amazing. Wonder Car. I don't even know if it's technically Bollywood. Is <laughs> oh. I think Bollywood's like a region. What? I think it depends on where it's produced. It might. I don't know enough about it to know what the difference is. Oh, my God. Are we doing this? Is there a way we can watch this? I see a two hour. Oh, my God. Two hours and 40 minutes. Oh, geez. No fucking way. <laughs> no, you, no, can no. Can you click it? <laughs> hey, click the video. Make sure it's viewable in America. Okay, let I, me. It's not in English. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's not in English. There's no subtitles. <laughs> there are subtitles. Wait, if we watch this whole thing two hours and forty minutes with no subtitles, it, oh no, it has to have subtitles. I would say if if there is no way for us to watch the movie without it subtitles, says subtitles, closed captions, unavailable. No, we can't. We can't do this if there's no subtitles, dude. We, there's no way we could fucking review this. I'm, hey, let's tell Michael anyways. <laughs> oh, Michael's good. No, we can't do this to Michael. No, let's fucking let's. Let's do a different movie. Jace, you've, okay, well, Jace, we, you've okay. got you. We gave it our too hard. We gave it we our gave shot. shot. We gave you it our shot. You gotta keep Thank that you. in there. That's that's okay, hilarious. We'll keep, it, we'll keep it in. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna make watch Michael watch Herbie fully loaded because I think okay Herbie. Full- <laughs> I think you know hell yeah he okay. he had Let's to watch Airbud Five Airbud Spikes Back and keeping him in that genre is what children's fine. movies. Children's that, that, movies that, let's just pivot to that. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Great. Tarzan, we're coming for you someday if you release ever a subtitles cut. 
um we'd love to we'd love to watch you um great join us next week for herbie fully loaded we'll, we'll bring it back michael uh maybe listen to Airbud five our episode from the dog season it's been a few years um he's coming back he's itching to come back and watch these movies with us um trevor you're welcome back anytime yeah, dog it was it was, was so good to have you um you. i'm glad we finally made it happen um so if you ever if you ever like see another season or just you're like hey have us back on feel free to just dm us and we'll, we'll slide you in no problem um in the meantime like do you have anything you want to plug like you got the microphone you got our legions of good boys gone bland <laughs> listeners oh my goodness yeah uh the one the only the only thing i want to plug is I participate in Extra Life every year, and it's a charity event that uh, helps local children's hospitals for whatever place you're in. Uh, and the one I support is Seattle Children's Hospital. This is my tenth year participating. Awesome. And yeah, and if anyone, uh, if anyone out there in the listening world wants to support in any way, uh, I got I got links all over my socials. Uh, I'm at Captain Trevo. C A P M T R E V O on everything on twitch on on i was about to say twitter which doesn't exist anymore uh <laughs> but yeah it, and i have links to to the my extra life page um and and anything helps anything helps awesome. and it help, helps uh you know save kids that need it so good shit hell yeah i'll check that out trevor that's that's so sick yeah and with that guys do you have anything you guys want to can we give some leave us with car advice yeah some car advice do you oh. want to do a popcorn car advice we have a guest on okay <laughs> let's do it so uh, Tre- Trevor, we do this thing where, where we kind of popcorn a word between all of us. Like, if I started, you know, I would say, like, the, and Jace might say another word. Axel. And then you would say another single word. But and we, we don't kind go of... After, we don't have to I go going. after Jace? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and we'll just do it. that until... We'll do maybe two, three rounds, and we'll see... Until it... Until car advice comes out. Like, we have four fully formed, evolved brains... All right, millions of years of evolution. We're like a supercomputer. We can spit out some car advice. All right, fuck AI. We got organic brains. Here's some car advice to leave you folks with. Always lube up nine <laughs> nine um Just frozen bearings within the. I get stuck with all the fucking nouns. <laughs> Glove box before assembling oily <laughs> exhaust devils <laughs> okay that's kind of wrapped that's so abstract is that even a sentence <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> that sounds like what a person would say in my dream to me <laughs> <laughs> i saw you do this <laughs>